This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 386 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. The year of the listener starts with Rhonda. Please support our sponsors as they make the shows possible. Our sponsors this week are Bed in a Box and Uncle Jimmy's. A big announcement involving the Stable Scoop show for 2016 is coming up. Rachel Pellison with her fitness tip of the month. And we get all boxy in the Tack and Habit segment. Listen in. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hail or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop This is Glenda Geek This is Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network Thanks for joining us today Well, Helena, I am so excited to be here. This is your first show of the year. Happy New Year. Thank you very much. It feels good to be launching a new year with you. Nine years, Helena. This is, we're in our ninth year. (laughs) No, that's a big number. (laughs) Eight was like big, but nine is kind of out of control. Yeah, we're almost at 10. I mean, jeez. 10 might even be easier than nine. Nine somehow really, I don't know, it carries the weight of the the time that's passed. Well, that won't be a problem at all because we are going to mix it up a little this year. We're not even going to make you wait for the announcement. We're going to talk to you about it right now. We thought, you know, we've been doing this a long time. Stable Scoop is the flagship show of the Horse Radio Network. It was the first show that we did, and it's kind of always been the the flagship or the bedrock show, if I can use that term, to use a Flintstone term. Uh, We should go more with Flintstones. (laughs) I like the Flintstones. So it's been more of the show that's just always been there, right? And it's been you and I since day one. Yep. And, you know, us floundering our way through on weeks that we we didn't know who the guest was going to be till about two minutes before. And then other times, Helene and I were both extremely organized and we'd be scheduled for two months. But you know we've had we've had some fascinating guests and done some amazing things over the time uh, over the last eight years. But we thought it was time to change it up a little bit this year and try something new and different. And that I bet you only about five podcasts have done on any topic in the world ever. I know one other that has done this, and they were kind of a closed group, so it was kind of their own internal thing. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking about is just changing the format a bit for this year, and we are calling it the Year of the Listener. When when Helena and I first started, Helena, what's one of the first things I told you that I believe? Um, that you believed that, well, Horse Radio Network could be truly a community for horse enthusiasts of all kinds. You really wanted to get people involved. And that everybody that is involved in that community, all the listeners, everybody has a story, right? That we all have a story, that an amazing story of how we got from where we are to where we, to where we were to where we are now. 
And, you know, in our case, it involves horses. But I, I just totally believe, and I know you do too, we've had this discussion many times, that our, that our listeners are so full of good stories. It's our job to get those stories out and to tell those stories. Well, that's what this year is about. It's the year of the listener. So that means for 52 weeks this year, for all the shows for 2016, our main guest is going to be a listener of ours. You're going to and get- they're they're it, it's already popular and and we've we've not even had the the show's barely underway or the year's barely underway and people are excited about it already and you know I, I love the fact that you say that everybody has a story that our listeners have a story and sometimes that story is funny I mean we all have plenty of funny stories sometimes they're inspiring sometimes they're sad but they're always full of passion and authenticity and I think that's what makes this particular segment so popular already is that people want to hear real stuff. Our fans want to hear real stuff. There's enough polished slick out there. We can get that anywhere we go. But this is the down and dirty. This is the gritty stuff that we experience on a daily basis. Some of it, like I said, some of it's good. Some of it's not so good, but it's real. And that I think is important to our listeners. It's important to you and me. Definitely. And I know listeners, when we've had uh, listener highlights on before, we always get comments. Listeners love hearing about other listeners. Yeah. We like to be connected to each other. And we want you to be part of that. So we're, we, what we're going to do is we're going to keep some of what we have done before. So uh, the show's going to run like this. Uh, every week this year, The show's go, we're going to have our feature of the month. That's our first segment. Uh, well, first of all, we're going to start off with an Our Thoughts segment that Helena... One of the things that people like is is you and I just chit-chatting about topics of the day. And sometimes we don't get to those because we have so many guests lined up for the show. Sure. So we're going we're gonna to make it a point to get to the, our, our thoughts on different topics at the beginning of every show, just for a couple minutes. And then we're going to go into the feature of the month. Explain to people what that is. So um, each week we're going to feature something unique for the month, um, but under a specific category. So the categories we've chosen are equestrian health and wellness, and our feature guest is going to be Rachel Pellison, who is a registered dietitian. You'll hear more about her later in the show because she's on today. But um, she covers a broad spectrum of health and wellness topics that are specific to horse people. And um, so we're going to focus on that. Once a month, you're going to hear from Rachel. The other thing we've been, you guys have been banging on our door about is more fox hunting segments. Yeah. So once a month- We've heard that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Once a month, we are going to have a fox hunting guest on, whether that is a member of the staff, uh, a member of the field, someone who's written a book, someone who breeds fox hunting, field hunters, whatever it may be, it's going to be specific to fox hunting. Um, the other, I know, by the way, can I throw in T's next week's show? We got a good one for you next week, all the way from Ireland where, where, where fox hunting over there makes us look like we're just taking a stroll in the woods. I know they make (laughs) fox hunting like look sexy. Yeah. (laughs) Like it sounds sexy too, actually. (laughs) I know. And you see like the hounds all bark with an accent. The Irish, the Irish, uh, The, the, those videos, you know, and they're going over these ditches. I'm like, oh my god, that's so hot! <laughs> oh my god, he totally took a like digger. That's so hot. <laughs> um, and then we have two other segments, and in typical Helena style, she's forgotten what the other two segments are. There'll be a uh, surprise. We have to hold some surprises out. So that, that's no, just okay, fine. I'm not going to look up my show notes, but there's two other segments. They will be just as exciting. One of them has to do with 
history. Yes, uh, I have always wanted to do. I can talk about that a little bit now. Okay. You got me going. Uh, I've always wanted to do a horses and history segment. You know, I'm a, I'm a big history nut. But I, you know, we we thought about doing a separate show called Horses and History that would just come out whenever. Uh, but it would be just a history segment and going over famous horses or not so famous or infamous horses in history. And we just, it was too much work. I couldn't take the time to do it. But I, I do want to take the time to doing one segment a month. And, and that probably will be pre-recorded. Uh, and it'll be researched. Either you or I will do it. And we'll just pick one horse, you know, in the past, whether it's 100, 200 years ago, or maybe Caesar's horse from, you know, Roman times. Who knows? But we're going to pick a horse, and we're going to talk about it and really do a, a kind of in-depth history segment on it. We've done those in the past, and people have liked them, too. Uh, so that'll be kind of fun for us to just play with a little bit. And it's a great segment for our younger listeners who might still be in school and need some inspiration for topics for their history or social studies classes. We can give them a little bit of information on horses and history, and then they can go back to their desks or their homes and, um, you know, do a little research on it. So that segment will be the first five, you know, our first segment, five, ten minutes long. And then we'll be doing the listener interview. That will, the listener will be our guest, our main guest every week on the show for this year. And you're, I think you're going to like it. We have some, we have some surprises for the, for the people who are going to be on. And uh, if any of you have ever uh, watched Inside the Actor's Studio, uh, by the way, the host of Inside the Actors Studio, James Lipton, is also a horse guy. Was a horse guy for years. Oh, I uh, didn't know that. Yeah, he was a horse guy for years. So can we get him on? I want to get him. I've on. tried to in the past. I can't get through his people, and he's kind of retired <laughs> uh, now, so he's not doing well, as much anymore. Then he's got free time on his hands. <laughs> and he, who has people after you retire? So he's uh, he does a segment at the end of every one of his interviews with famous celebrities where he does rapid fire questions. Well, we have our own version of that for every one of the listeners that's going to be on this year. And then we're still going to do our tack and habit segment. Helena and I could not do a show without talking about products. It's just, oh my God. it's our favorite. It's, it's our favorite thing we do. We go to Ada. We we talk about products. We grew up in this horse world selling products. So both of us. So it's just a passion of ours. So it's always going to be in the show. And screaming at the products that don't work, work and, and <laughs> like telling all our friends about the ones that do. Yeah, we're we're addicted to horse stuff. So that's horse always going to be here. We're never giving that up. And uh, we have one. And we don't other. care if you even listen to it. We like doing it. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, and you know what? Since I did find my list, yes. uh, the other segment, which I think will be a lot of fun, um, a little bit of an eye candy dreaming type of thing, or or not, uh, is the real estate segment of the month. We're going to feature those. in a question. I know. Uh, an equestrian property of the month. Yes. Some of them are out there. Some of them are, are well out of our price range. But my goal is to find find farms that actually are in the average person's price range. We all have that dream of having our horses at home, or at least most of us do. Um, and we're going to try and find some properties that are across the United States and, and feature one every month. So we hope you'll enjoy that because I know Glenn and I do too. Well, let's get started. Right after this word from Uncle Jimmy's, we're going to have our first feature of the month, and that's our health and wellness, where I spend 10 minutes feeling guilty for doing nothing about my health and wellness. So, good. We'll be back. Hello, folks. Uncle Jimmy here, and welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy brand products, where funny names mean serious products. Featuring Uncle Jimmy Squeezy Buns, the squeezably soft hand treat that your horse will love. The award-winning Uncle Jimmy's Hangin' Balls, Uncle Jimmy's Sugar-Free Ball, 
the incredible Licky Thing, also in sugar-free, the amazing Uncle Jimmy's Pecker Wrecker, and the Big Licky. The infamous Uncle Jimmy Hangin' Ball was first designed by me for my own horses to help reduce the bad habits which come from stall boredom. It now can be found around the world. This nutritious flavored filled boredom buster will help keep your horses occupied and happy around the clock. Properly hung, it will last for weeks, provided you don't let your horse pin it, and Uncle Jimmy knows who you are. The ball comes in four flavors, apple, carrot, peppermint, molasses, and now sugar-free. Once again, welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy's brand products, where funny names mean serious products, and satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. Up next, we have health and wellness expert, Rachel Pellison of Healing the Hungry Soul. She's a registered dietitian, nutritionist, certified Pilates instructor, and a lifelong equestrian. Healing the Hungry Soul is her private practice, which offers health and wellness support for equestrians, as well as individuals who are not afflicted by the horse bug. Prior to starting her own practice, Rachel worked as a dietitian and clinical manager in hospitals in New York and Massachusetts. She holds certifications in weight management, health coaching, pediatric nutrition, and nutrition support. In her monthly segment on Wellness for Equestrians, Rachel joins us today to give us a wellness tip and a fitness tip. So welcome back, Rachel. Hello. All right, Glenn. We've said this before we started taping. This is a guilt-free zone. Uh-huh. So just enjoy the conversation okay. the way you would enjoy a good meal. Should I get my wife's weights and be lifting them while, we're, while I'm listening to her? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> You should be relaxing. <laughs> okay, all right, good. I'm good See, at that, Rachel. That's one thing I'm accomplished at right there. <laughs> that's half the battle because most of us, I eat like a freakazoid because I'm stressed. See, you're halfway to wellness because you figured out how to eliminate stress. If, from only, if only more of us could be the stressed exercisers instead of the stressed eaters. I know. <laughs> no, Glenn, we just need less stressed people. That's what we really oh, need. Oh, yeah, you're probably right, Rachel. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that one. Two points for you. All right. <laughs> so what do you have for us this month? All right, we're going to talk about nutrition today, and we're going to talk about one of maybe a controversial topic, and that is how dieting can actually cause weight gain when what you're trying to do is lose weight. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. I'm all ears. So part of the reason that this came up for me this week is that um, you may have heard in the media that Oprah bought a chunk of Weight Watchers. And uh, there's been a little bit of talk about it. I think some people are upset because they feel like Oprah is going to start promoting this whole dieting industry and Weight Watchers is going to make a ton of money. Oprah is going to make a ton of money. But is it really what's good for people and does it help people actually lose weight and get healthier? So my opinion is that it doesn't actually help people lose weight or get healthier. Um, The average person, if they sign on to Weight Watchers, will do the program for a while and then they'll purchase another program at least two more times. So repeat customers, right? Because they go on the diet, they lose some weight, then they gain some weight back, maybe even more. They go back on the diet and the kind of this yo-yo effect starts where you're gaining, losing, gaining back and forth. Um, 
And so what happens is you kind of get into this cycle of over dieting and under eating, which how do you feel when you under eat and over diet? Miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Mad at the I'm world. Hungry. Mad at the world. Yeah. Hungry, cranky. Yeah, hangry. <laughs> you know, actually, your swearing came up earlier today, Helena. Oh, crap. <laughs> that. They, they know you really well. <laughs> Poor Neil, our editor, just has to bleep her all the time. No, my I swearing <laughs> came up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Busted. Totally. All right, so we get in this pattern of over-dieting and under-eating, and you're feeling crummy. And your body is feeling crummy. And so what happens is the body gets like freaked out. It's like, we're not eating enough. Maybe we're going into some sort of famine or whatever's happening. So the body will slow down the metabolism because it's afraid that you're in a starvation state. And that helps the body to hold on to fat. And then it's going to burn less calories. And at the same time, it's going to also increase your appetite because it doesn't want you to lose too much weight. Um, so you get into kind of this uh, slowed metabolism state, which is not good for us. And it, it makes you feel lethargic and sluggish, and it's, it's kind of a bummer. It's not an energy-producing state. Um, so my solution here is instead of dieting and trying to lose that way, weight that way, um, we want to focus on nourishing the body. And so what do I mean by nourishing? Stop tricking it. <laughs> <laughs> or start tricking it, something like that. And not tricking it, you're right. Um, so I like to encourage people to start adding foods to the diet instead of restricting. Um, so Let me back up for a second. Hey, can yeah. I back up for one second? So as I'm processing what you, you just said, the, the reason the word tricking came to mind is because when you do diet and you restrict your calories um, – in a sense, you are tricking your body into losing weight, into into burning, well, into losing weight. But um, your body kind of fights back is what you're saying. So you can say, all right, body, I, I want you to get rid of some of this extra fat. So therefore, I'm going to burn some calories, eat, eat less, um, pretend like it's okay. And your body's like, yeah, no, it's not really okay. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that you're doing is not in my best interest. So it's kind of going to fight back. So yes. it feels like you're tricking it. And then your body, you're saying, is fighting back. So in order to, to stop this warfare between your mind and your body, you're saying, let's focus on nourishing. Yes, that is. That was okay. a good synopsis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard me talk about this before. I, I, I have, yes. And I've, <laughs> you see, I actually pay attention to what you say. I know. I like that. Um, when she's yeah. not swearing at you, apparently. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. You know, and you guys wonder why I swear. You beat me right into it, and me, the idiot, takes the bait every freaking time. Go ahead, Rachel. Sorry, yeah. Rachel. Um, so you kind of get into this, like, restriction, and so, you know, you can... How long can you really fight your hunger? <laughs> a couple of days, maybe. Yeah, a few days, maybe a week, you know, but eventually your body is going to override because your body has complete and total control and your mind, mm, it's kind of weak. <laughs> so um, eventually when you, if you try to restrict and do this dieting thing, then your body starts, it's going to override your appetite. And so you essentially kind of set yourself up for binging 
Yep. So a lot of a lot of people will eat really healthy all day and have like a salad and just a few things, and then in the evening, like you go buck wild at dinner because you've been restricting all day. So I I hear that a lot. So to nix this kind of restricting and calorie cutting idea, I like to talk about nourishing the body. So um, that means giving your body the most nutrient dense foods. It's going to give you all the vitamins and minerals you need to support your metabolism. Just puts your body in a happy place where it's not going to get into that starvation state and hold on to fat and slow down the metabolism. Everything's going to start working a lot more optimally. And then the body will have no fears, essentially, of releasing that fat that's on the body. Okay. All right. So so it's getting what it needs. Yeah. And, and it's not holding on to its extra stores in case of an emergency. Yes, it's getting the nourishment it needs. Okay. So the most nutrient-dense foods that are really going to promote that state are Potato chips? Be- Please say <laughs> potato chips. Say potato chips. No, I can't. I can't say potato <laughs> chips. Oh, damn. But, you know, you can have a potato. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of the potato. Oh, okay. Because I like potatoes in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but the most nutrient-dense foods, the best ones, are going to be dark leafy greens, Okay. That would be kale, spinach, Swiss chard, collard greens, any of those things. Uh, berries, mm. mushrooms, onions, and beans and seeds. Okay. So green leafies, berries, mushrooms, onions, leaves, and seeds. Seeds like nuts and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Beans, nuts, and seeds, mm-hmm. like sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, black mm. beans, white beans, pinto beans, any kind of beans. What about, so what about other kinds of proteins like meats? Um, meats are healthy in their own way, but they're not the most nutrient-dense foods. So we're looking okay. at foods that are going to provide you essentially the most bang for your buck as far as it comes to uh, vitamins, minerals, things like that. Yeah, but if all okay. I'm eating is kale and nuts, I'm going to be hungry in about an hour. This is true. I do not want you to only eat kale and nuts. Okay, good. <laughs> but these are the kind of foods you want to try and co- incorporate into your diet every week. So every week when you go shopping, buy a big bunch of kale. Buy mushrooms to put in your soup or as your side dish with dinner. Um, try to add more beans and have seeds for a snack. And then you're also going to have all your other healthy foods like whole grains, proteins, dairy, all that stuff will still be included. But these are the kind of foods you want to have all the time as the, the foundation of your diet. So these are the ones that will satisfy your body. So you're not fighting with it. Yes, exactly. Okay. So when you do eat those other things, they're not as problematic because your body is already biologically satisfied with what it's getting from the greens and the nuts and stuff. Yes, exactly. So the body can tell you, it just gives you the message it's hungry. Okay. So when your body is satisfied with these good foods, these nutrients, then the other foods that you eat are not so problematic. Yeah, exactly. If the foundation of your diet is nutrient-dense foods, then you can squeeze in a brownie or a cupcake or some potato chips, whatever you like. So the idea is make the foundation good, and then there's room to enjoy those other foods. And enjoy we will. 
Yes. You know, the other thing, too, I found that works, has worked most effectively for me over the years, and it's not my current diet, which is no sugar, no gluten because of my Lyme disease, but it's just I started cutting basically in half. Instead of eating American quantities, I went toward more eating the, eating the same foods I did before. No change in the foods I was eating before, but I just cut the quantity in like, like a quarter or half. Uh, down to normal people's quantities instead of you know extra hungry me quantities, and boy, I lost I lost weight immediately doing that. It just was decreasing the calories, not what I was eating. Yeah. Well, you don't forget too, no sugar, no gluten. Well, that That's you know that was even before that you know, yeah. um, and even even now that I've been that you're when you're and I'm sure Rachel can attest to this because my body is now used to no sugar, no gluten. You'll gain weight again. Once your body gets used to that and you lose the initial weight that you're going to lose, which can be substantial when you go on a diet like this, uh, your body kind of gets used to it. And then the calories, I don't know, they readjust. Your body readjusts and you start to gain weight again, even though I'm not eating any sugar or gluten. Uh, and, uh, you know, you'll start to gain a little bit of weight again. And that's because I've, I noticed I was eating more of what I could yeah. eat. Well, so this is what happens. Your bot, so your body establishes this set point. It wants you to be at a certain weight. So if you go on kind of a diet for a while, you'll lose that weight, and then your body's going to go, "Mm-mm, I want you back at that previous weight. That's the weight I have chosen." So it will increase your appetite. It will slow down your metabolism, and it'll bring you right back where it wants you to be. So, so I was to- sort of right. It just ad- it basically adjusts yeah, it to adjust. its new norm. Yep. yep. Exactly. And that's, uh, I, I've attended one of Rachel's presentations that focused entirely on that, that set point. Um, so I think that would be a great topic for another of her segments because that is an absolutely, it's a fascinating discussion. And um, she actually had us chart out um, our weight gains and losses over the course of, you know, almost a lifetime. And it was really an interesting um, look back on 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 that particular weight point, that set point. So I think we should definitely make that a topic for future discussion. Yeah. But if you could, um, so let's just sum up today's tip, today's advice. Yes. So I want people to approach food, not from a restrictive point and a dieting point of view. And you have to cut these things out a negative perspective. I want you to think about start nourishing the body adding these positive, healthy, nutrient-dense foods, the dark leafy greens, fruits, veggies, mushrooms, berries, onions, beans, and seeds, and start feeling like you're adding that to your diet, you're nourishing the body, you're feeling good about it, and then some of those not-so-good habits or not-so-good foods will kind of start to fall away. You'll start to crave them less. So I'm all about adding the positives and forget about any negative or restriction. And what's your website, Rachel? Uh, my website is rachelpellison.com. Very and good. And you can also find me on Facebook, uh, Healing the Hungry Soul. Healing the Hungry Soul on Facebook or Rachel Pellison, P-E-L-I-S-S-O-N. Look forward yeah. to talking to you again next month, and I'll be 20 pounds lighter. All right. <laughs> Not me. I'm going to be two pounds lighter because I'm going to follow her. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Rachel. Thank you. Thanks, Rachel. Bye-bye. Well, right after this word from our new friends at Bed in a Box, my favorite mattress company of all time, sleep on one every single night, we are going to start our new 2016 Year of the Listener with none other than Rhonda Crabtree. And there was no other choice. We had to start with her, and I'll tell you why right after this. 
Welcome to BedInABox.com, where you'll find the most comfortable, pressure-relieving memory foam mattress at only one-third the cost of the leading brands. We have created an exclusive memory foam that sleeps cooler, rebounds quicker, and cradles your body in pain-relieving comfort better than other types of memory foams. Introducing our new memory foam technology. By swirl-infusing gel into our advanced memory foam, we have created an even cooler, more comfortable sleeping surface. Best of all, it's made right here in the USA. He had been dealing with back pain and chiropractor visits for a while, so we decided it was probably time to find a new mattress. So we started doing some research on memory foam mattresses and found bendabox.com. We were on a trip with some friends, and they actually had a bendabox mattress in their camper. And on their recommendation, we decided to get one for ourselves. They got it to us in no time. We had no problem adjusting, and we were thrilled with the comfort. In fact, my husband doesn't have to get up early anymore due to back pain. He can lie in bed for as long as he likes without any discomfort. We recommend Bed in a Box to anyone who has back problems or just needs a good night's rest. We believe we have created the world's best memory foam mattress. Using independent, accredited labs, we have tested our mattresses against the industry leaders to ensure comfort and durability. Test results show our mattresses relieve pressure better than the more expensive ones found in retail stores. Buying a mattress over the internet may seem risky. That's why we offer a 120-day zero-risk return policy. You get a full 100% refund if you're not satisfied. No hidden fees and no return shipping charges, and we back them with a 20-year warranty. Sound too good to be true? Don't take our word for it. Read what real customers are writing about us on Facebook, Twitter, Viewpoints.com, and other third-party review sites. We are dedicated to quality and service. We offer fast, free shipping to the contiguous U.S. Your mattress will arrive conveniently packaged and will be ready to sleep on within minutes. With the benefits of the leading brand mattresses, but at one-third the cost, why wait? Start getting the best sleep of your life. Call, chat, or email one of our friendly customer care agents to learn why 99% of our customers sleep better and toss and turn less on their new bed-in-a-box mattress. It is the year of the listener. And now, our Stable Scoop listener of the week. Well, we, we didn't have any choice, Helena, when we started the year of the listener in 2016 on this episode with none other than Rhonda Crabtree. And the reason we had to start with her is she is the only one, the only person in the entire world, including all of us, me and Jennifer and Helena and everybody, that has listened to every episode of every show we've ever produced from day one nine years ago. Wow. She's the only one. So we had to start with her. First of all, congratulations, Rhonda, for not being in the nut house right now and actually, <laughs> actually having some sanity left. I didn't tell you this, Alina, but uh, Rhonda said to me when, I, when, I, when we made the announcement about the Radiothon, the 12 hours live, she said, are you trying to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have, she might have actually put that in writing somewhere. <laughs> she was so concerned. You well, made you it know, through. I, you even liked it, Rhonda. See? She did. I you did know, like it. <laughs> Rhonda's name has been so, such a part of the Horse Radio family for so long. I Honestly, Rhonda, I didn't know if you were a listener or an employee. Or, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, That's Rhonda. I don't really know what she does, but she must be pretty cool because she's everywhere. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. 
Well, Rhonda, so you're family. Yeah, you're part. Of, she definitely is family. And and actually, we met Rhonda. Tell everybody your husband's name, Jason. And uh, we met Rhonda and Jason a couple times at Disney World, uh, and we had dinners. They brought us dinner the one night. It was it was a whole lot of fun, and we've we've just had a great time meeting them every time they come down here. But we're going to learn more about Rhonda, so let's find out first. Rhonda, tell everybody what you do for a living. I'm an accountant, oh. financial analyst. Do you work for yourself or for a big company? Uh, for Kubota Canada. Oh, the tractor people. Yes, orange oh, cool. tractors. Oh, I love Kubotas. I always wanted oh my to own a Kubota. She's just like her. Her like she's rock star. She's like over rock star. She's legend. I think everybody wants to own a Kubota just because they're a cool color. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> just, she's, she does financial stuff for Kubota. Rhonda, you're way cooler than me. <laughs> and your husband, what's he do? Um, he is also an accountant, but he works for the Ontario government. We have two accountants that live together and actually survive. Well, they have yes. stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we might be a bit boring. <laughs> Never. And of course, you have to tell everybody, do you have a horse? I do have a horse. Obi, as in Obi-Wan. <gasps> Very popular right now. Oh my God, I am so uncool. <laughs> <laughs> Rhonda, and, how did I not know? We're best friends. Can we be best friends? Yes, definitely. <laughs> what kind of horse is he? He is a Hanoverian thoroughbred quarter horse cross. Oh, wow. That's a okay. neat combination, actually. I'm just going to go yeah. under the bus and stay there. She just keeps getting cooler and cooler. Well, what so, you forget, Helena, is she does know you as a best friend because she's listened to you go through a lot mm-hmm. of things over the last nine years. Rhonda, let me yes. just say that I'm really sorry. I did not take the time to get to know you better before today. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've chatted a few times. I know, I know, but I... <laughs> Rhonda I has feel- even commented our house here at the uh, studios and met Scooter. Uh, I did. Yeah. I got to meet Scooter and Beaker and Glory yep, and, the right. and the Beast. And the Beast. <laughs> Isn't the Beast awesome? <laughs> yes. I know. When he's not scratching your eyes out. <laughs> now, Rhonda also has a couple of doggies of her own. Tell us about your puppies. I have three dogs. I have uh, Panda and London are boxer lab crosses, and they're 11. So we thought we'd better um, continue the Crabtree doggy-ism. So we got Splash, named after Splash Mountain. Um, <laughs> and she is 10 months old, and she's crazy. And I didn't believe Jamie when she talked about having puppies and how crazy it was because it had been 11 years but now I remember <laughs> yeah puppies are challenging that's the reason why we like getting greyhounds is because most of the time when you rescue them or they're adults so you don't have to go through that eat everything in your house puppy stage yes. yeah she's kind of stopped eating everything but she just won't stop moving she doesn't have an off button <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like that. Yeah, Helena's like that. I was just going to say that. <laughs> so, where do you where do you keep all your critters and and what do they what do you do with them? I know obviously besides chasing your puppy around. Um what do you do with your horse and where where are you? What part of the country do you live in? I am in near Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So you're in Canada. I'm in Canada. Okay. Um and I board my horse so at least I don't have to worry about uh, feeding him and everything because the dogs are enough. We have a cat as well, Elvis. Elvis. Oh, my gosh. She's got the best names for her horses. <laughs> and cats and dogs. 
So, and I'm, I'm lucky I'm able to take the dogs to the barn with me as long as it's not too cold for them because with the boxer coats, there's, you know, they can get pretty cold. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they, I did just get Panda a new back on track um, blanket and she loves it. Oh, good. Throw Very that in nice. there. Yeah, thank you um, for the plug. <laughs> did she, did she, is it, did you get the back, back on track blanket just because, um, for its warmth or because it, it's sort of health purposes? A little bit of both, actually, because she's the one who's stiff. If we go on a hack the next yeah. day, she'll be a little stiff when she gets up. So, um, and she had just a regular blanket, and I thought, oh, she needs another blanket under that. And I was yeah. going to get just um, like one of those Rambo doggy ones. And then I saw that one, and I thought, oh, this should be better for her because maybe she won't be so stiff. She's 11, you so, said? Yeah. Yeah, so that's you know that's their their joints are going to start to to hurt, and especially when they've been bouncing around. She's is she the boxer? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and then I know. I mean, my experience with boxers is they have a lot of energy, and so they're going to really they're going to put their joints to good use during their their youth. So I'd imagine at eleven, definitely, she's happy to have her back on track. Oh, what a nice mama you are! Yeah. And you're a dressage yep. rider, right? I am. I try. And how, how, how has that gone, and how, how far have you come with your dressage career? Well, I feel like I've come a really long way, but I'm at second level, because um, that is really hard to do. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had my horse for 10 years, and I thought I was doing dressage before that, but I really kind of wasn't. Um, so I've learned a lot on him. I've had my coach... Uh, get on him and train him and, you know, teach him collection and things that I couldn't necessarily teach him myself as an accountant. Um, <laughs> and and then I get on and try and do what she's able to do easily on him. And he kind of says, ah, he's not doing it right. <laughs> he's a good teacher. What kind of teacher. What kind of brain does he have? Does he have a thoroughbred, warm blood, or quarter horse brain? I would say warm blood. He's very, um, very laid back, great hack horse, um, not spooky. I mean, can spook. All horses can spook, but he's not spooky. Um, he, he sometimes says, oh, I'm not going to do that unless you make me. And I think that's the warm blood where he's like, even when we went to bring him home, it took 45 minutes to get him on the trailer because he wasn't scared. He wasn't mm. freaking out. He was just standing on the ramp going, uh, I don't really know you. So, he had an opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had an so, opinion, but, yeah. But he's not dangerous. He just um, kind of stands there and says, no, you're going to have to make me. <laughs> or keep asking. So Is there, do you have a goal in mind uh, where you want to go with him, or are you just kind um, of uh, playing it as it goes? Well, I'm trying to get to third level. He has learned his changes. I'm having trouble with them. Um, he does them easily for my coach, and actually another girl got on him, and he did them easily for her. So, but I'm she was younger; she was 25. So I'm in my 40s, and my hips don't move like they should. So, um, you know, I ask him to do it, and he says, "Oh, that wasn't quite right, or you were too stiff." And he might do it and throw in a little crew pie, or he might just say, "Nope, you're not doing it right. I'm not going to do it." Um, so, and we're kind of working through that. Boy, he is a great, great teacher. I just got this sense of, as you're describing it, I can actually imagine you in the saddle, in the arena, and your brain working on this. It's, 
it's so hard when you've seen someone else do it and get your horse to do these things so beautifully. And then you're up there and all kinds of, there's all kinds of moving parts and, oh, and then so many moving parts. Right. And you're, you're simultaneously frustrated with your inability to get your horse to do this, but at the same time, totally admiring him for forcing you to do it the right way. It's such a, it's such an interesting relationship that we love. I, and I just got the sense of you being in that spot. Yeah, that's exactly where I am. That I appreciate that he doesn't just do it because then when I get on another horse and I'm not doing it right, I'm going to look stupid when <laughs> <laughs> I can't get them to do it. So, yeah, and if I overcue for the canter, he kicks out and says, nope, that was too hard, mommy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so he's a uh, he's great teacher. So do you board? You board, right? I board, yeah. And would you like to have him at home someday, or are you like you like boarding? Um, I, I don't, I don't know honestly, because we've been looking at farms and we've been thinking about having him at home. But then, of course, you need another one, and then you need another one in case one leaves, <laughs> and and then you can't go to Florida all the time when you want. To. Yeah, that's another thing and, about uh, about her and Jason is they uh, they are Disney. They make Jennifer and I look like we don't like Disney World. They are Disney <laughs> fanatics. They have they have the timeshares there. They've been on the cruises. These two are Disney freaks. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. No. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> We like her Disney. Yeah, I think she she has a Mickey pillow. I really do. She probably does. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And, and you know what? If Jason gets me too much trouble, he's out. Mickey's in. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 what do you like about Disney? What what really, what keeps you coming back? Um, I think it's a little bit, we just like the product. Like we know what we're going to get. We know mm. that we enjoy it. It's always fun. Um. It's allowed, and we don't even have kids. <laughs> now they, you're like us, no you kids. Don't need them. Yeah, you know, just, just, yeah, you don't need them. Not when you can yeah, enjoy. We Disney always, all by our, yourself. our saying was that Disney World's wasted on children. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know, unless you go there with Grace and you see yeah. her whole face like light up with hearts and unicorns and kittens and stuff. <laughs> so we go, we go with my niece and nephews sometimes, and then we get to see the whole kid side of it. Yeah. But then the next time we go, we want to just go us and just do what we want to do. Well, we've had some we've had some fun times with you at Disney uh, over the years now, and it's mm-hmm. that has been a lot of fun. We're actually heading down. One of our other friends said, "I'm going to be at Disney next week," so we're heading back uh, to Disney <laughs> next week to meet them down there. Tough life, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, a couple other things here too. I wanted to uh, ask you about. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, and then we'll go into our final, uh, our final rapid fire questions at the end here. But I wanted to ask you, how did you find us in the first place? Because basically, when you started listening, it was Helena and I and about five listeners, uh, and so nobody was finding us. How did you find us? There was an email went out from the WEG people because yes. I had signed up for their emails and at the bottom of it there was something about your 2010 podcast yeah. oh I could listen to a podcast about this I could learn so much so I started listening to that and then I'm guessing that on that you mentioned stable scoop or uh-huh. or maybe I just went in and found stable scoop I can't remember it was a long time ago but anyway and when I when I start a podcast I always go right back to the beginning and listen because I need to know why like I need to know the in jokes and 
everything, why they're saying <laughs> what they're saying. So. <laughs> I love that. You know, and, and we did. That was back when we only had two shows. We Samantha and I were doing the WEG show for 2010, and it was Helena and I. And that was it. That was pretty much all there was yeah. at the very beginning. Yeah. That's uh, right. It was WEG and I'd still be catching up. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, I know you're a big podcast listener overall. You listen to Disney podcast. We talk about them sometimes. We listen to the same ones. So uh, yep. I know you're a big podcast listener. Where? What do you think the future of podcasting is going to be. I mean, I think we think that it's finally turning a corner and becoming more mainstream. Do you see that with your friends or is it, what do you think? I think with my younger friends, yes. With my friends, my own age and older, they just look at me like I've got two heads when I say podcast. Mm. And they, they might have the equipment, but they're not willing to use it yet. Although I had one friend say to me the other day, because we, we got her on BBM on her phone and she said, okay, now that I've figured that out, maybe you can show me how I listen to these horse shows. <laughs> Yay, Rhonda! <laughs> one at a time. One at a time, Rhonda. One at a time. <laughs> um, I've, got, I've got one other friend that does listen to podcasts, but uh, my husband listens constantly. Yeah, he's forced, by the way, Helena, to listen to us when they're in the car. And I've heard about <laughs> it a few times. So, <laughs> yeah. so I think he secretly likes it, though, because he'll say, I'll say, what do you want me to put on? And he says, well, if you have any horse ones that you have to get caught up on, we could listen to those. <laughs> he's just being nice to you. He doesn't want to be on the couch that night. <laughs> Well, Rhonda, I got to tell you, we just love the fact that you have been, you're our one. We, we count on you. You're the only one we know about that's listened for since the beginning. I, you know, I'm probably number two and I have not listened to every episode of every show because Jennifer edits some and does some and I, you know, so good on you, girl. Uh, and I, I apologize, but it looks like we're going to have to do another radiothon because it was so popular. So, <laughs> so just, I apologize. Just don't do like... Don't do like Lou and make it 40 hours. No, I think 12 was good. <laughs> I think that was plenty. Uh, but we have, just like, I don't know if anybody's, uh, any of our listeners have watched Inside the Actor's Studio. I don't know if you have or not, Rhonda, but uh, it's it's done at a college, and there's this guy. He oh, must be 90 by now. I think he is about 90. Uh, he just sits around and interviews the biggest actors in the world, and he talks about acting as an art and as a medium. And one of the things he does at the end, and it's, it's the most popular segment, and he's been doing this for 10 years, is the rapid-fire questions he gets. And these aren't, we're not going to discuss these. We're just going to ask them, and you give us your answers. And we're going to ask the same questions each time. So as the year goes along, you can hear how people answer them differently. It's just kind of fun. So, Helena, do you want to do the honors? Or do you want me to? Love to. Right. I would love to, but... Um... Well, there's, there's, you got a lot of questions. Yep, we're just going to ask about, them all. Just ask them in a row, and she'll answer them. Okay, all right. So, Rhonda, Glenn came up with most of these. <laughs> I had a little help from Jennifer, so. Please don't hold that against me. But here we go. Okay, ready? Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite food? Fish and chips. Mm, what's your least favorite food? Everything Vegetables. else. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Sorry. Vegetables. Vegetables. Oh, you need to listen to our wellness episode. Yeah, you're not going to like the beginning of this episode. <laughs> what is your biggest equestrian pet peeve? I think when um, people don't put their horses away properly, when they just kind of come in and take the saddle off and don't take care with them. Don't brush them down mm. or hose them or yep. whatever. Yeah. 
Who is your favorite professional equestrian? I'm going to say my coach, Joanne Bowers. Yay for oh, you. That's, awesome. that's cool. What profession other than yours or horses would you like to attempt? Maybe a travel agent. Oh, yeah. Cool factor <laughs> through the roof. If you want a million dollars, where would you go on your first trip? I think Ireland. Good choice. Fox hunting, I hope. With us, I hope. On your time. <laughs> your sure. pain. <laughs> With us, I hope. <laughs> what is your favorite celebratory word or phrase? Awesome. Awesome. What is the most terrifying thing you've ever done, and would you do it again? I think recently climbing the walk, rock climbing wall on the uh, Royal Caribbean ship. And yes, I would do it again, and I'm going on another one in February 2017. Ooh, all right. We're going to want pictures. We're going to need to play by No, play. I just want to go along. <laughs> well, well, let's just book her now, because <laughs> yeah. like, we can live Did you win the lottery, by now. the way? Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, so... Did you that didn't work. All right, two more. <laughs> if you could have just one superpower, superpower hero, what would it be? I'd want to fly. Good choice. Flying, okay. And if, all right, let's imagine for a minute, you are a horse and you had Mr. Ed Powers. And you could answer just one question. What would that question be? Let me rephrase that. If your yeah. horse had missed, if your horse, if you could ask your horse, we need to rephrase this question. No, no, no. You need to learn grammar. No, this was Jennifer's question. This was Jennifer's question. If, well, you, if your horse was missed, if your horse was Mr. Ed and you could ask him one question, what would you ask him? I would ask him, um, what else could I do to make him happy? What a good answer. Aww. Yay. Let's end on that. Rhonda, thank no, you. Let's talk a bit about that apostrophe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Rhonda, for joining us. We really appreciate it. And we just, I cannot tell you how much it, we love the fact that you are our only legacy listener. Uh, I'm still surprised that I am. There's got to be somebody. I'm putting a challenge out there. Are you the only one who don't up to it? Let's yeah. <laughs> Everybody else is embarrassed. And, and I have to say, I have, I grabbed a photo from your um, Facebook page. It's your cover photo where you are um, cantering. Through the surf on Oh yes. And I'm I'm yes. assuming that's your horse. No, that's not my horse. Okay. Okay. That was in Myrtle Beach. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a really that that is an absolute free, beautiful, fun moment. You have this smile on your face. You just feel the contentment yeah. in your soul at that moment. So we're gonna use that as the photograph for today's show. Okay. Thank you, Rhonda. Thanks, Rhonda. Okay, thank you. Talk All right. Later. Take care. Bye. Take care. This Tack and Habit segment is sponsored by my very own company, Sparkle and Boom. Find your sparkle, get some boom. We do creative but practical marketing for the small business owner. If you've got a lot of business on your hands and not enough time, check out our website, sparkleandboom.com. We can help you promote your business, provide better customer service, 
and get rid of some of those headaches of yours. Sparkleandboom.com, creative, practical marketing for small businesses. Very good. And you picked the product this week, and I'm kind of curious why, because I don't even think you own a cowboy hat. I do own a cowboy hat. You do? I do, yes. Oh, okay. I own a black suede cowboy hat with a braided band. Oh, you have to bring it down with you when you come down in February, by the way, then, because and that's kind of our trademark at these, okay. at these podcasting events. So. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll bring my cowboy goth. <laughs> there you go. So tell us what you picked. So I picked this week, um, it's actually, where'd it go? Oh, I'm in the wrong show notes because we were ahead a week. Hang on yeah. a second. Um, I picked a hat box. Actually, it's it's designed specifically for Western hats, for cowboy hats. Um, this one is made by Shepler's and um, it's a it's a plastic box that has a handle on it and it's got those little clippy things. I don't know what you call them. There's probably Snaps a name. or whatever. Snaps yeah, or whatever yeah. that hold it closed. But it's primarily for traveling with your hat so it doesn't get crushed and beat which, up. Which, by the way, is a problem because when I have traveled with my cowboy hat, which is one of, it's not one of the flexible soft ones, it's one of the stiff ones. Right. It, you, you, there's no place to put it. If you put it in the overhead, somebody's going to throw their luggage in there and crush it. Uh, if you put it in your luggage, it's going to get crushed. So I always end up holding the damn thing for three hours on the plane. Right. On your lap. And it just gets, I'm ordering one of these, by the way, (laughs) it gets ruined. It totally gets ruined. Now I have hats. I have quite a few hats of, of, of different kinds. I have a cowboy hat. I have, um, you know, felt hats and derbies and all kinds of interesting stuff. And, um, you, you know, I really like to bring them. So like if I'm going to a hound show, I really like to wear my fancy hat, you know, my garden party hat. Um, so what I found is, uh, and, and you know, the old days, like, you could you could go around with a hat box. So that's fine, too. You can get, they're like, um, they're made out of, like, cardboard, stiff cardboard. and But your hat boxes, they don't latch closed. At least the old ones don't. So, um, and they can get beat up, especially if you're traveling by air or train or even in the car. You know, you've got, like, obviously we're horse people, so... There's always some kind of something in our car that doesn't belong there, a saddle, like an extra bale of hay, something. So this protects it from all kinds of damage. It has a handle. You can carry it. It's got latches, so it stays closed. Um, and the other thing, too, is I don't know where to store my hats at home. Um, so I tend to put them on a shelf in the back of my closet. That's where mine is. <laughs> they get dusty. They do. And so, and if you have like, um, like for mine, my black cowboy hat which is made of suede it really shows the dust yeah so these hat cans as they're called i think does a great job of protecting them all around and for 34 dollars, 35 dollars, it's really worth it and these are light too i've seen these before and they're very light they're not real heavy like some of them are yep and that's important when you're traveling because you know weight matters so I, I love this idea. I'm, I told you I'm getting one because I have two cowboy hats now. And every time I go to the podcasting things, I'm known for the only guy there with the cowboy hat. Yep. Even though I'm a faker. Um, <laughs> but they don't. But stuff. see, the other non-horsey people don't know I'm a faker, right? Okay. So, so I can Glenn, get away with it. <laughs> Glenn, part of being a faker yeah. involves not telling people you're faking. Oh, is owning it. Oh, see, this is right. where my marketing expertise comes in. This is a little PR moment here, Glenn. Okay. As Daniel Stewart, our our uh, horse radio network expert, coaching, psychologist, sports psychology expert, says, "Fake it till you make it." Yep. But don't advertise that. Why do you think I'm still doing these shows nine years later? 
I love so, this. And it comes, this, I hope it comes in something other than pink that you have the picture of. It comes in pink, black, and teal. Okay, good. Because I really don't want the pink one. I'm Thank totally you. getting the hot pink one, though. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, Helena. That's a good pick. And, and timely, because I needed one. So, yep. uh, good job. And those hats ain't cheap. I just bought a second one, and it was almost 100 bucks. No, uh, that's... And you that's can pay exactly. the thousands of dollars for cowboy hats. Yep. Uh, you know, we're fakers, so we only pay 100 but... You know, the real guys like like the Mary Kitzmillers of the world, they pay hundreds and thousands. So, yeah, yeah, not us. We're we're just faking it. Well, that's great. Shepler's dot com. That's it for this week. We hope you like the new format. We hope you enjoyed our first interview with legacy listener Rhonda and that you got a little bit out of our uh, talk about health and wellness. And next week, we have something very special. You're not going to want to miss the fox hunting segment next week. Uh, it's going to be a blast. And we'll have another listener coming up with for you next week. One thing I did want to mention is if you would like to be on our show, if you're a listener, you have a story to tell, which we know you do. And we're easy to get along with. It's recorded. It's not live. It's all good. It's all good. Send it to... How about we have me email you? Helena at horseradionetwork.com. Bring Uh, it on. I would love to hear from you guys. Let's get you on the show. We'll get you booked up. Uh, We have a whole year to fill, so definitely get that in. I have a funny thing real quick here. It just happened on the Auditor uh, Facebook page, which is a closed group for our auditors. If you want to see how to become one for as little as a dollar a month, head on over to stablescoop.com. There's a big banner in the middle of the page there. One auditor by the name of Ken, who's very active in there, one of our guy auditors, said... I. He posted a picture of a girl in a onesie, a look like pajama onesie with little, it's pink onesie with little sheep all over it. Yeah. And then the horse has a matching onesie with little sheep all over it. And Ken posted, I would pay to see fashion diva Helena show up like this to her next fox hunt. I think the hunt masters would die. And then Jerry, our other guy listener, said as long as it was in the right colors, I bet she could pull it off. And I mean, who's really brave enough to argue with her anyway? <laughs> God, they know you. Oh, oh, my God. You know what? I'm totally going to start a crowdfunding, so a crowdfunding <laughs> campaign so that I can buy a trailer to get me and my horse's butt to a hunt. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You start what? one. I'll tell you what. You guys get me a trailer. I don't care. You'll wear the onesie? It could be, honest to goodness, if you guys find a way to get me a trailer, it could just be a little two horse stock. I don't care. I will show up with the onesie. <laughs> and you you'll wear it for the that. hunt? Yes, I will. <laughs> we'll have a full seat sewn on it for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Or, you know, I could just do use that, like, tack and grip. Remember? Uh, or saddle tight. Yeah, saddle tight. Just spray the whole thing with it. <laughs> I know. I, gotta, I might need to, like, cut the feet off so that I could, they could fit into my boot. Like, that's the only <laughs> modification I'd be willing to, to, to See the fun you're missing? Our auditors have a great time in their Facebook page. So check it out. Go to our uh, website and take a look at that. All right. You did the new show notes, so it looks like you have the closing line to start with. I have. Well, I, I kind of do. Um, for details about today's show, go to stablescoop.com. But did you know that you can get the HRN app on your iOS or your Android phone? Yep, you can. Just search for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and super easy to use. Be sure to log in next Friday. Or- 
for another episode of Stable Scoop and another listener to, to take a listen to. We really love your feedback. Join us on Facebook, follow our tweets, or even better, become an auditor, as we talked about. Many thanks to this week's sponsors. And of course, this week we had Uncle Jimmy's brand products. Uh, I know um, Scooter loves Uncle Jimmy's. And then we also had Bed in a Box. I love Bed in a Box. <laughs> My horse is like Uncle Jimmy's too. I didn't think that they'd be fans of the uh, the licky, licky thing, but man, they suck that down like yeah, it was yeah, totem yeah. That's candy for horses. It, it yeah. is candy. Um, be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network. You can find them at horseradionetwork.com. Are we done now, Glenn? That's it. I'm done. Well, at least there will be no, me more. If Helena can get through the super cool new closing, <laughs> there will be I more. knew you couldn't do it. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. Damn. Ah! <laughs> Until then... Happy scooping, my friends. (laughs) 